Everybody and welcome to episode 201 of the Saturn Studs podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my intrepid and fearless co-hosts, Peter and Jake. Charting the airwaves, as always. This week we're coming at you live with the hibachi shrimp edition of the cast. So I will, We I will are t- the only people who understand why that is comedy <laughs> gold or maybe comedy pearls, maybe? Some level of... Uh... Sometimes Facebook gives you gold, <laughs> and you just gotta take it and share it with your friends. White, yeah. white gold. So, um, yeah, white gold, that's what the girls in this photo were looking for. So basically what this... It's a, it's a Facebook meme. Where it's a bunch of clips from porno with the girl waiting for the money shot, but with a like clip art shrimp crudely photoshopped on top of their face. The fact that it's, it's like a like a shrimp emoji is just like <laughs> it's what. And the caption is me trying to catch a shrimp at the hibachi restaurant because if you've ever been to a hibachi restaurant, you know that's how it be. <laughs> they do be slinging cucumbers and shrimp and stuff at you trying to catch it in your mouth and then it always lands on your eyeball <laughs> and you're like oh, oh i didn't expect that <laughs> oh, you can never get it oh, it's in my eye ah oh, it burns a little bit but it's okay i'm getting paid right have you guys ever seen the dick lip subreddit <laughs> no no oh my god so what they do is they take photo they take uh, photos of women like you know while they're sucking dick, but they edit out the dick and they edit the mouth shut, so it looks like this. Fuck's sake! <laughs> oh, it's a classic. I'm gonna I'm gonna go look it up. I need to <laughs> dick lips. I think I've seen a picture of those, but I didn't know that that was a whole subreddit or that's what it was called. Yes. Um, they look so angry. They all look like fish. <laughs> they look like smallmouth bass. Well, the one that fucking Peter shared looks like some Cro-Magnum fucking <laughs> scowl. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, they all look really disappointed. I like. Oh, this one's fucking fantastic. Uh, oh god, the one it's where it's like, it's just a fucking high def close up that. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> that's that's the greatest thing I've ever. It's also kind of weird because they have to Photoshop out the dick, but if you get the right angle, you can also see the balls in there too. <laughs> so it's like here's just a male torso with just balls. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in these balls. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so uh, if this is your first time listening, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> This is the Saturn Studs podcast. We talk about movies Start and video from one games. You plebeian. <laughs> and we, and <laughs> we're coming at you live, as always, from eastern, northern, somewhere in China. We don't know. It's just in the woods. There's a lot Which of Japanese here. And everyone's West. angry about it. <laughs> this is definitely the movie we watched this week was definitely a western. So no, it was a fucking anime. Chi- <laughs> the Chinese western. Uh, yeah. Well, it was something. It was that it was, shot with the fucking 
Hor, the Kung Fu master, and the missionary with his giant fucking cross. That's straight out of an anime. That's an anime that's crew if ever Trigon. I've seen one. It is. I was, I was, well, we'll talk, don't spoil it, boys. <laughs> we got a lot to go here. Um, so, but um, <sighs> again, if you're new, uh, we've been doing this long running in the background series, uh, watching these films called Ninja Operations. And what these are, they are uh, some New Zealand guys went to a costume store and bought a bunch of ninja outfits and shot some scenes. And then this guy, Godfrey Ho, uh, took some Hong Kong movies and uh, spliced them together to try to make a plot <laughs> that was coherent. And uh, this is the sixth <laughs> of seven, right? Yes. There may be, may or may not be a fabled eighth, but we are on six. We skipped five because five was the first one we saw. We might go back and do a retrospective. <laughs> uh, just once we've seen the whole thing, we've, oh, we right. can put it yes. in context. We can. Um, but yeah, so this, uh, as I feared did not follow up the events of five at all <laughs> yeah i was i was like that's what i'm saying they're like he got shot at the end of five spoiler alert um but <laughs> yeah he died all the way to prison well, well no, not even was, no gordon got shot at the end of five. Oh, yeah okay but he's just fine, and apparently he's had a missionary brother his entire fucking life just, that we've never heard of. Unless, unless this is the afterlife for him. Chilling could on be. He mountain. was wearing white. He was wearing yeah. white. That could be a sign that he was dead. And this was kind was of it? weird. He was just chilling on a mountain. Usually we see him in like a police or an office. I should just say office. It wasn't really yeah. like... They introduced themselves as a police station, but it's just <laughs> an average office. It's like, Are we going with the uh, Harrison Ford is dead uh, conspiracy theory? What? He's been replaced by a clone. No, this is like it's like the uh, Paul is dead. Oh, okay. Theory from the Beatles. It's all symbolism, know. man. Well, I mean, there's a lot of themes of spirituality in this uh, this particular movie, so it could be. We we may have to take this to the next level of film criticism, <laughs> film analysis. Um. But before we get to that, that is uh, what we will end the show with. But before we get to that, we have uh, some other departments that we want to get to. And we usually start uh, with a segment we call Trey Watch, where we look at some trailers and tell you what we feel about them. Um, we've got quite a few this week. And they run the gambit in terms of genre and perceived quality. <laughs> yes. Um, even... Even within the own trailer, so I'll I'll start off with with one of the bigger ones, uh, connected. Yes, the um, family animated movie for the summer. The family animated version of Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> oh fuck! I what's Maximum Overdrive this, about? This that's, trailer went like that's when the machines places. rise up and start killing people. Like there was literally they ripped a scene from. Well, not like straight from Maximum Overdrive, but when the vending machine shoots soda at the guy, like that's mm -hmm. that's right out of Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, so I was they they tricked me with this trailer. They yeah. tricked everyone in America with this trailer. <laughs> uh, so this trailer is so it's 
Kids love their phones. Kids love millennials love to be on their phones. I'm a boomer. <laughs> Daughter grows up. She's ready to go off to college. Her dad's like, fuck the plane. I'm. We're just going to take you on a road trip and we're somehow going to get there in the same amount of time. Just in time for you to get all that shit done. Well, not only that, but like, how did they plan to send all her stuff on the plane? Like, there was a lot of shit in that car. Yeah. They could have shipped it, I guess, or like got in the movies. Something I don't know. The way my, the way they my, would the way my cousin did it from Texas to Miami was a, uh, I think they they packed her car full of stuff and they put it on a train, and sent it. Interesting, because you can send your car. That sounds stuff. expensive. Uh, yeah, but they can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> they're fine. They're not. They're not having any problems. Wait, Maximum Overdrive was a Stephen King movie? Yeah, it was, it was a book, and it was actually oh. the first movie Stephen King directed. Uh, and if you want to see what a guy high on cocaine looks like, look up the trailer for Maximum Overdrive, because that man is fucking two sheets to the wind. <laughs> oh, my God. Or just Google uh, I will Stephen after King I... high on cocaine, and you'll find that, too. <laughs> <laughs> This is your book on cocaine. Um, <laughs> so they're, yeah, fucking it. This movie is it. Uh, they're in the woods. They're they're going on their camping trip. And I'm, at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm down with this. It's like a family road trip animated adventure. Yeah. I've seen enough BoJack. I've seen enough, enough Simpsons, you know, where I'm just like, you can have a, you can have a story that's just about people interacting it can be CG, it's fine. But no, Pixar's like, it's CG, you gotta have crazy shit happening all the time. How about Skynet robot invasion? Yeah, it just becomes iRobot in the middle of the fucking trailer. This movie starts I prefer G-Force. This is I prefer the, the climax from G-Force happens. You remember that movie? <laughs> is it the gerbil movie? Yes! I believe they were getting with, the with the gerbil spies. The the fucking bad time in that movie is G4. everyone's appli- everyone's smart appliances come to life and start killing people. Oh my god, killing people. Yes, Wait, I prefer uh, actually die. Versus dogs. No one prefers that movie. <laughs> I remember. Where's the movie about the spy dogs and evil cat? <laughs> so dumb. I remember that movie. Hollywood I watched that. A lot. Well, no, I, I felt the same way. I felt very bamboozled during this trailer where where it's like, okay, it's a nice family-friendly uh, father-daughter uh, movie where she's like, ah, growing up. And I'm like, oh, well, she's probably going to go to college and then feel, like, lonely and sad and miss her dad and whatever. But no, then they're like, God, killer robots. And then they have a thing with a pug. <laughs> and they're like, what is this? A dog? A pig? A loaf of bread? And then they break. <laughs> Fucking thing. Johns Hopkins, more like John Connor. <laughs> yeah, right. So, fucking uh, pugs are loaves of bread. That's what uh, I took out of this trailer, and uh, it comes out. Yeah, sometime that in the was summer. A... I don't know when it comes out. Take out the robots. I want someone to edit out all the robots. <laughs> yeah, this was started out as an animated version of the movie RV with Robin Williams, and then becomes iRobot halfway through. Uh, but the movie up. goes on, the trailer, I'm sorry, goes on far too long, 
and I feel like I've watched the movie yeah. at the climax. Because it shows them fighting the robots and being successful and the father and the daughter, like, reconnecting. So any anything I would have needed to, to have seen this movie for, I no longer need to They've see. They've got that classic um, uh, family car, all the families packed into the car, driving the over station a wagon. hill. And then the freeze frame and everybody's screaming, ah, you're going over a hill too fast. Um, yeah, the, hey guys, news flash. Station wagon's like fifty years old at this point. There's not any running. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not a thing anymore. Uh, I saw a guy in a Trans Am yesterday. It fucking blew my mind. Tesla's gonna make a station wagon. You know it. <laughs> I know it. We all know it. We need Just to look at innovative. their fucking. It's look. station wagon, but only the T is capitalized. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Model uh, yeah, wagon. that's the name. That's the yeah model wagon. <laughs> <laughs> the Model T, <laughs> the Tesla Model T. <laughs> oh. Bought the rights from Ford. <laughs> so this movie comes out uh, September eighteenth, twenty twenty. Um, go see it. Yes, I don't know. I, I mean, I do what no. you If you have kids, yeah, maybe I might by then. You don't know. I would hope not like i think we would be preparing for this at that point who knows i'm gonna figure out we'll see what happens might adopt a teenager might adopt a family of four who knows my my adopted rabbits i got one flocking around right now oh around. yes kurt, kurt has rabbits now yes they i are. saw you would buying that like bag of hay feed yeah I thought I canceled that because, like, the person we went to pick them up from was like, oh, they eat alfalfa hay, and I had bought Timothy hay. And uh, I thought I canceled the order on Amazon, and then I got a notification after we brought them home on yesterday. It's like, delivered, you're 12 pounds of hay. I'm like, oh, okay. Amazon, I guess Amazon we have. was too quick. <laughs> I guess we have 12 pounds of hay outside. I'm going to go bring that in. Well, now you're ready for the winter. Well, no, it's fine. They, they're already at like, your roof, boys. The the like two bags of we bought three bags of hay. We bought a big bag of Timothy hay, and then we bought two smaller bags of alfalfa hay, and we're like already out of alfalfa. Hay. Oh wow! Because <laughs> we we stack it up in the litter box, and then like they just nom on it while they shit, and. Uh, <laughs> The girl, like, loves hay. She, like, devours hay. The guy, eh, he's oof. He's, like, whatever on hay. But He'll loves, the girl, loves pellets. Yes, he does devour the Like, we've had to stop them from fucking a couple times when we let them romp around. Until we can get them fixed, now we, like, let them roam around in shifts. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They will get your dicks in a dangle and then you can hump all you want boys yeah we we already bought the uh there's a the the new jersey house rabbit society has a discounted spay and neuter program where you buy a certificate from them and then you take them to a participating vet and you hand the vet the certificate and they'll fix your rabbit for you um so those have already been ordered so hopefully It'll only be like another week before we can just let them roam around in the kitchen. Because right now we have one in a pen in the kitchen and the other in a carrier for like a medium to large sized dog um, in the living room. All I know is WrestleMania is going to be baller. (laughs) 
Um, so we got, so we got another trailer that looks to be pretty good. Uh, it might be some Oscar bait, maybe I don't know for next Oscar next bait. Greyhound. You're saying they're baiting. Greyhound. Yeah, yeah. So Greyhound is written by Tom Hanks. I was intrigued oh. to see that. And it is not what I thought it was. So I saw him in like a captain's uniform. I'm like, okay, so Tom Hanks is a Greyhound bus driver. <laughs> and uh, something's going to go wrong on this bus trip. No, Tom Hanks is a, is a battleship captain trying to navigate the North Atlantic swarming with U-boats in the year 1942. Yeah. He's, he's ready to be the entire Navy at this point. Yeah. He's been... Tom Hanks... It's every naval was officer. Was he Sully? Was he Sully? He was, he was Sully. Sully. And he was Captain Phillips. So <laughs> the, uh, the captain of everything. The the And he was and he was Forrest Gump. He was Forrest Gump and he was the captain in Saving Private Ryan and he was the uh guy in the terminal who got stuck in the terminal. Um yep. and I don't know what military the, rank he was, but the the top one. Oh, and he was Joe Joe versus volcano in which he pilots a boat over yeah. the ocean. The top comment because of all these roles. The top comment on this uh, video here is: When will people learn never get into any form of transportation with Tom Hanks? It <sighs> never true. ends well. <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, but this movie is about convoys on the Atlantic. Yeah, and during the war, he doesn't have air support for five nope. days. No air support. Although, what uh, difference that would make against a largely submarine coalition? <laughs> I don't exactly know. Yeah, I think I think it dropped bombs a couple times. But the boat could also drop depth charges. That's maybe it's yeah. a, they could have a aerial view sonar type of deal. I Possible. I mean, that yet. I'm not a yeah. I'm not a a uh, historian. By any means. All I know is that in Advance Wars, you can't target submarines with your planes. Yes. That's, your bomber can't attack them. That's my, that's where I'm basing this off of entirely as well. Yeah. You just got to wait them out. Five fuel a day. They can't handle that shit. When we, it, that's a big strain on your resources. Man, if that's how they like talked about their fuel shortages. Guys, I'm at 20 fuel left. I got to make a trip back. Um,. <laughs> Many when we would do when I was doing uh, FRC, we would have to travel to events, and we traveled by bus. And World Championships was in St. Louis, and St. Louis to Clifton Park is about the twenty some odd hour bus ride. Oh God! And um, we would pass a lot of the time just like massive fucking round robin tournaments of Advanced Wars Dual Strike. <laughs> Avies, uh, I never played Dual Strike. How was that? It was cool. I think the the mechan the gimmick with the uh, captains each having like different uh, abilities was neat. Although there were like there's definitely a, a a tier list meta for that because the one that gave oh, you extra sure. money in the beginning was far and away the best. <laughs> Big monies. Big slammies. There's. I always liked. I never played Dual Strike, but I played the. Um, I played the the second one, not Dual Strike's the third one. My favorite character was Hachi. You, if you play enough, you get to buy. You can play as the shopkeeper. 
and every that he just gives you a discount on everything at the store <laughs> on everything at the uh in the factories so you can make everything for cheap it's it was great just spam spam neo tanks all day boys <laughs> be like tom hanks spam neo tanks what's great so yeah north atlantic that looks good uh another world war ii movie so if you aren't sick of those yet uh <laughs> here you go yeah no it's i mean like it could be oscar bait so like 1917 so fresh in our mind maybe it's gonna be good who knows i don't know well tom hanks already won an oscar for a world war ii movie yeah <laughs> yeah like and it's and it's march this is not oscar bait season this is yeah. i think he just wants to make some some good old-fashioned american movie yeah this is coming out may 18th he's always been fascinated by boats boats lost gloves and typewriters are tom hanks's three fascinations in life um, uh at this point you can you think you can get him pretty riled up with the gloves because he's like, at this point, he's like, are people leaving them for me? He's become very suspicious of people <laughs> leaving them on purpose. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Trailers. Yeah, I don't think it'll be bad by any stretch. Uh, up next, let's talk about trailer three very rarely do we see a trailer three for a movie especially a movie that like i think we first talked about six months ago it feels like it feels a long time uh trolls world tour trailer three this time they figured out that there's going to be a plot to this movie and let me tell you what this plot's going to be there's one troll who's going to try to turn all of the trolls into rock zombies and all the other kinds of music have to band together to stop it. Get it? Uh, band. Uh, they're going to have that joke in there, though. <laughs> and the big climactic thing in this fucking trailer is when two trolls make a pinky promise. And it oh. fucking sends a shockwave across the land. And there's one troll walking in a field and it blows past him. And he's like, a pinky promise. Kristen's niece is going to go nuts over this movie. And I'm going to hear about Diane's yelling at me for making fun of the pinky promise. She's doing the, the Latina like finger I mean, whack. It is, it is about as close as you're going to get to a fucking blood contract <laughs> in, uh, in Trolls. And you know what happened when John Wick signed one of those. Oh, yeah. I actually never saw John Wick too, so I don't. <laughs> oh, well. Spoiler alert: He keeps shooting people. <gasps> Peter, <laughs> shame. He does. He does shoot a lot of people. Shame uh, on you, John Wick. <laughs> yeah, I, I purposely didn't watch this trailer because I was like, ah, I don't need to see anything. But hey, rock zombies! At least it's a plot. <laughs> Rock zombies. I was. I also thought of Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. <gasps> oh, my bunny's coming over to me. Hi, yeah, Ellie. He's in this. Maybe Rob Zombie's Could gonna make a special appearance in this at some point. That would be amazing if, like, just a fucking Rob Zombie looking troll belts out Dracula in the middle of this fucking movie. Well, I was oh like, oh my god. I was like, how climactic could a pinky promise be? And I was like, oh, that, okay, that's, uh, yeah, it was like friggin' climactic. They like took the fucking, they leased the Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, CG engine 
and like use the mana class. <laughs> speaking of Dragon Ball, guys, um, so my friends just told me the other day that uh, all the Saiyans are named after vegetables. Yeah, and I didn't know that, and I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, that's. And then I I looked into how deep it went, and it went. Vegeta is literally f- named after the word vegetable. Yeah, I don't know. No. His brother, yeah. his brother finishes it with an R thrown in there. Tarble. Tarble. Yeah. I was I was upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but welcome to the fold, Jake. You've reached a new level of consciousness. Their planet's named Salad. So Saldala. Their plan is Salada. It's, it's named after. Well, if you want, if you or, want your mind to. Their origin planet is Sadala, yeah. and then yeah. they moved to Planet Vegeta. Let, let me try and continue to blow your mind, Jake. Do you realize that Frieza? Yeah. Means freezer. No, that's why I and gave his up. his crew, and these crew are things that you find in the freezer. Oh, his crew are things you find in the freezer. Like the Ginyu Force butter. Uh, I don't remember the Butter's rest of the, on the fucking Force. freezer. Juice, Birder, the fridge. Jace, yeah. uh, Goldo, which I, I don't know what that is. I do not know his team member names, but this angers me even more. Raccoon? No, what, 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 which raccoon? I guess is just a raccoon in your fridge. I don't raccoon know in your fridge? <laughs> no, raccoon, let me see. Raccoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, juice, butter, raccoons, you know. Cream. It it means cream. Okay. Oh, okay. It, it's raccoon. Japanese. Look, uh, no, I um, I gave up when I found out that when I re- put two and two together and I'm like, Frieza, Freeze, kills the Saiyans, and the cold kills vegetables. Freezer burn. Yep. That's when That should have been one of his moves. Let me... Freezer burn! Compl- <laughs> you, left, yeah. you left him in too I'll, long! <laughs> <laughs> You had to get I'll exposed to the trifecta air. here, and all the all the I believe all the angels are named after uh, alcoholic drinks as well, and the gods. That and is correct. Gods. You found, you got it. You figured it out. Dragon Ball's a gun, bunch of goofy shit. You, you <laughs> learned how Akira Toriyama comes up with his names. I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know. It was cool at first with like Kakarot and Vegeta, and then I was like. I just it's dug still too deep. cool. Like no, I mean, it's just an that. interesting way to name things. Like Jake, Dumb. Jake, you come up with an original <laughs> series and name like sixty-five characters, and let's see how many winners you come up with. I would probably just name them normal shit. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> like name them like uh, you know. It's me, Harry. Hibachi Shrimp. <laughs> or but like, <laughs> Broly's broccoli. No, it's not. Broly's Broly. If you want to name that for Broccoli, name they it actually Broccoli. they make a joke about that in the uh, original English uh, version of Legendary Super Saiyan movie, where uh, Master Roshi, at least the Funimation dub, uh, Master Roshi uh, mistakenly calls him Broccoli. Oh my god! <laughs> so that was my big revelation for the. And that year, transitions just brilliantly into uh, the trailer for Artemis Fowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, no. Peter, you were a reader of the Artemis Fowl series. How do yeah, you feel about I, this trailer? I saw the first trailer, and I, I didn't like it. This one doesn't help. Um, It's not every book in one, guys. How, how do you feel about you, the uh, characterization of the main characters, because that is a frequent complaint that I've seen. 
what a fucking stud, you know? Art, what a stud Artemis Fowl is. That pale, limp-wristed <laughs> Irish kid who just can't do shit. Hey, now. Yeah, he can surf. <laughs> I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about 13-year-old little baby boy Artemis Fowl, whose greatest thing is that he has a he has a fucking butler to do all his physical shit for him. So he doesn't ever have to be in an action scene. He's He needs to be sitting behind... He needs to be sitting at his desk during his fucking juice. Talking into his little little techno ring and kidnapping fucking fairies. He's a bad guy. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah. Billy Eilish, come and sort this kid out. <laughs> Billy Eilish. Don't give them ideas. They'll, they'll make her do an original track for it. Have I, I fucking... <laughs> I saw uh, ba- I saw this video. It was like bad guy, but they arranged it so it was made in major key. Oh yes, that is and so. One of the comments annoying. was like, "Oh, um, one of the comments was, hi, 'Hi, I'm Billie Eilish, and you're watching Disney Channel.'" <laughs> um, I want to see if they did that a photo edit of that. Yeah, I, I I also stumbled across this because I because of you mostly. Uh, my music recommendations are very strange sometimes. And, uh, yeah, the, the thumbnail for that video, uh, well, the title of the one I saw is Bad Guy, but since I'm the good guy, I play in a major key. And uh, the thumbnail says the most frustrating video you will ever see. And I was like, I'm sure it won't be that bad, but it just sounds so, like, off. And not in a way where it's like, oh, yeah, this is just, like, meme garbage, but in a way where it's like, no, stop. Yeah, man, the, uh, the comment section are trashing this though. Yeah, it's not not being super well received, and I think it's a weird time to release this because, to mm. my knowledge, they haven't published an Artemis Fowl book since I was in middle school. They pretty much you and Cole for pretty much finished that shit, at least as far as I know. I stopped around like I don't know, I want to say the sixth book. It just they kept they kept popping them out. Um there was a good point brought up by one of the comments, which was uh, the there's a code. There's a little like fairy-lish code that ran along the bottom of all the books. And if you crack the code, you got to be in the movie. Now, this was in 2001. Mm. I want them to still honor that contest winner. <laughs> I want to know why people are... I, I didn't read any of the books. And well, I'm, they... I'm they uh, as to why... How. It's schlock. Like, they turned it into schlock. They... They also crammed all of the books into one movie. Oh, really? Like the the first book is literally Artemis Fowl figures out what the fuck fairies are. Ed kidnaps a fairy to ransom it for money and information. <laughs> okay. And a fairy SWAT team. Like he's the fairies aren't evil. The fairies are the good guys. Artemis Fowl is a bad guy in that movie. He kidnaps a fairy and like fucking dunks on all of magical society. And all the fairies are like, they have a fucking SWAT team to try and get their kid out of this hostage situation. It's not like. Yeah, it's. This is bad. I'm looking. I'm, I'm watching it like in full now because I watched a little bit. I was like, oh, fuck this. Why? He's got a fucking. He's got a bat cave full of piss jars. Toon Common. What? He's got all the Why is there... secrets in there. The K an acorn is not the Chaos Emerald. It's just a literal fucking acorn. You plant the acorn 
beneath a tree by a river under a full moon and restores the fairy's magical energy. Come on. Of, I, I haven't of course. read this book in years and I remember this shit. The answer shit. is Batmobile. <laughs> and the fairy has like a fucking, he's got like a, like a, a, a fat centaur friend who like, who's the guy in the chair. What's up with uh, uh what's up with the Holly Short thing? People are talking about that a lot. Um I'm I'm trying to kiss Ensor, but like I don't remember her character all the way, but her thing was that like she's only like a couple hundred years old, so she's a rookie on the force. She's, she's only a couple It's like baby Yoda. He's fifty years old. <laughs> angsty teen Yoda. I really want that in one of the future seasons of The Mandalorian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe we'll get that from actual Yoda in the uh, High Republic. Just fucking mm. force. Wait, why is why is Holly Short on the side of Artemis Fowl? What the fuck? They it takes them like three books to form a begrudging friendship. Because like after the first one, she gets out of it and she's like, I don't want to see you again, Artemis. They like and he's they like, introduce yeah, her cool. as Holly. Or I'm Holly Short, your ally from the other side. That's fucking stupid. So do they they completely just trash the conflict between him and Holly Short? It seems that way. Yeah. So let me explain That's to you how, awful. Th- how this was written. Uh, because this is how these things tend to be written. They, Someone came up with the idea for the Artemis Fowl movie. It's been kicked around Hollywood a few times. It wound up on the desk of some writers who were given like a uh, paragraph summary of the series with like character names and stuff like that. And they just went to work. (laughs) And this is what they spun. They've never read the book. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, I've never. I was never an Artemis Fowl fan, but I apologize to all the others who were because even just as a movie, it's still look good. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's like in Harry Potter, if halfway through the first book, like, Snape is like, man, I, I know you're looking for, I know you're trying to get back your, your parents from the dead, Harry, <laughs> that's why you're looking for the Philosopher's Stone, I'm told, we're just gonna help out with you, I'm gonna be your buddy now, Snape and, Snape and Harry, best pals all the time, <laughs> it's like, that's, that's the level of, like, this is not that character, right? Wow, they fucked up. I would have loved to see Alan Rickman play a character like that, though. <laughs> I I fucking love this. I'm looking at the recommended videos for this trailer, and the first one is the purchase the movie free on YouTube. What's the worst that could happen? The movie. <laughs> Vote of confidence. The movie. Um. I'm just like that if that isn't a fucking apt uh what's your who's it? Uh yeah, it's on here, I I'm showing you the picture here. Yeah, on the first related video. <laughs> oh dear. I'm like Can I get click on it? Open original so. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> this fucking movie. Free with ads. It's, it's free with ads. Cool. Nice. They want to watch some new uh, ads. What's the next trailer, boys? Uh, we got another trailer for Scoob. Scoob. It looks um, like it's the final trailer. They had a new couple things. Captain Falco's in it. Uh, Velma still <laughs> looks fucking hot. 
Yep. I mean, that's a constant. Like, there's there's G, <laughs> there's Pi, there's E, and there's Velma's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Constants. Um, what about Planck's constant? I think it feels offended that you left it out of the discussion. Oh, too bad. <laughs> Velma's hot. You fucking backed up. I had to, I had to kick it <laughs> out. Velma's I, hot. I, our, on our inter- I can, we're doing an internal video call, and Peter, like, when I mentioned Plague's constant, he like backed up into his chair and took a deep breath contemplatively and was like, Well, that's too bad. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> he, told me he measured that side. comment like no one's ever measured anything before. <laughs> Except for Plank. <laughs> <laughs> and joke of the week goes to Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed him. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have. Looking at it, yes, this would be if there were Captain Falco, this would be it. <laughs> but I don't know why they have. What are you Har- talking about? They Captain have Har- Falco from like Super Smash. Harvey Harvey Birdman in this movie for reasons <laughs> I don't. Harvey Birdman and he dabs too. I don't like it. <laughs> you know that's probably where the well, considering the entire lore of Harvey Birdman, yes, the people that yeah, Hanna Barbera, uh, the mystery yeah. crew bring. Mystery Incorporated Brain to Justice are definitely prosecuted by Harvey Birdman. Wait, who is that green dog? He looks familiar. Holy fuck. Is this a another franchise coming into Scooby Universe? What are you talking about? The green dog. The green robot dog. It's the Green Lantern because they're all fucking... They, they're doing DC stuff in this. Like, they all dressed up as DC characters. Daphne was fucking Wonder Woman. Because Warner so Brothers owns as- them, you see. Wait, it would Scoop probably dress up as Green Arrow. Does Green Arrow wear a cape? Green Arrow wears a cape. Who's the robot Green Arrow? Yes. Um, not that. Oh, that shit. Um, that looks like oh, the original that. Green Lantern wore a cape. Ah, uh, when he no, I'm t- I know it. One Jay is oh Dick. Wait, Dick Dastardly. Dick Dastardly. The fuck? Well, they're all Hanna Barbera. They're all owned by the same people. They're just they just they they skipped. They're just like no no we're we're universe now. Don't worry about it. Which is fine. I don't mind that. Between Venture Brothers and Harvey Birdman, we've we've firmly established, <laughs> and Mike Tyson Mysteries, we've firmly established that Hanna Barbera just it's just I there. That was the foundation for this shared Dino universe. Bot? Can I just say <laughs> that I one time, and this is like what the show is for, was flipping through the channels while I was really high, and I watched an episode of Mike Tyson Mysteries, and it is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I haven't gone back to watch it sober because I'm afraid I might not like it as much. But fucking just the fact that it's actually Mike Tyson doing the narration makes it just the greatest thing ever. I'm sure it was it was not a hard pitch. You're like, you're not doing any promos right now. You're not selling you're not doing he's like, I don't want I bet he was like, I don't want to do it. So after like, Do you want to do a TV show? Truly, the thing that revitalized Mike Tyson's, like, not just his career, but his life was The Hangover. After he was in The Hangover, he got offers to do a lot of stuff, and it really kind of rehabbed his public image. Because the last time Mike Tyson was in the public eye, he was losing uh, the WB Heavyweight Championship and then getting his uh, biting Evander Holyfield's ear off. And uh, we rewind a little bit before that. He's, oh my God. 
Good fucking job, my and, boy. And yes, it is. He is a character in Harvey Birdman. He was the the guy who, like took over Harvey's uh, job. <laughs> um, yeah, I completely forgot. Oh yeah, Mike Tyson, uh, nineteen ninety two rape trial. Um, um, also the weed industry <laughs> revitalized Mike Tyson. Apparently, he's like the he like he's a big into the weed. The weed game now. Oh, I thought you said the wheat. Like he's on the he's on the fucking grain <laughs> board of would America. Be fucking Actually. amazing. How funny would that be? Though? Like he's like, hey, I'm a I'm a grain fed master. I'm a grain fed master. Eat your wheaties. Eat your wheaties. Um. Uh, but <laughs> Papa, uh, not Papa John's. Uh, Shaq is on the board of directors of Papa John's. Mike Tyson John's, yes. can be on the council, the, the weed industry council. I think so. Yeah. They can work together. Get the crossover we've always wanted. <laughs> always, for all, all three minutes that this idea has existed. Okay, so this makes a lot more sense now that there's this, like, Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt, like, Scooby-Doo crossover. I didn't, I did not see this in the original trailers. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 another fucking great idea. Just there's a lot of they got a lot of things going for this movie. They don't have John Cena suplexing a pulpit, but we can we can we can forget you know, that. We can brush that aside. That can be forgiven. Um, will Scooby? Well, the real question is: Will Shaggy make a weed joke? No, the real question is: Will Shaggy dare to use one percent of his power? Oh, true. To destroy the alien invaders. <laughs> if they put that meme in this, that place, has to be how this ends, right? Like, do they I'm steer like, into it? Two percent of my powers. Go. If that was no, that's like, the real reason they're they're doing mysteries is because Shaggy fucking erupts in an EMP wave, <laughs> and they're like, "How'd you do that, Shaggy?" He's like, "I don't know, guys." Like, maybe we'll find it on the road. I'm gonna use two and a half percent of my power. <laughs> it just fucking. Turns into the fucking end boss of Azura's wrath. <laughs> just <laughs> ultra instinct Shaggy goes ham. So there was a uh, a Scooby Doo Dino Mutt hour uh, where there was like well, sixteen episodes. What is it? Is it an hour or is it sixteen episodes? I don't fucking know. Anyways, there was a crossover a while ago. So there, this is. Maybe this is like a remake or something. I don't know. This is cool. I like this. I like this a lot more. I might go see it. I I, I thought it looked good from the first trailer. Of course, I'm yeah. a little biased. I'm a big Scooby-Doo fan, as mm. most of you know at this point, unless it's your first time listening. <laughs> um, But you should Which know. Huge. That should be just like inherent knowledge. Should Go watch Scooby-Doo Mystery or Zombie Island. Mystery yes. Island, Something yeah. Island. That's our most popular episode. on Zombie Island. Actually, I think Super Troopers Two was. Um, oh shit! Okay. I don't. Our fans want more weed-based movies. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it has to do like this. Our most viewed episode, like that's a statistic that I was tracking via like the view count on the Internet Archive link where we were hosting these things. Um, but. Since, like, our podcasts are usually, like, the length of a normal movie, I think a lot of people would click on it thinking it was, like, a pirated version of Super Troopers 2. That's funny. (laughs) That's what I assume. I can't explain why Scooby-Doo was like that. Maybe because it's just, like, the similar lengths, even though it's clearly marked as an audio file 
and like I the tags and shit are just such that like no one should ever be able to find it. But the, we should start naming these as like current movies. <laughs> yes, and just put them up on uh, put them on the old high seas, float them out there. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be so fucking funny. Somebody's expecting like the new fucking Avatar movie or something like that, and they get us knuckleheads talking about. Shrimp hibachi yeah. money shots. <laughs> you got got nerds. Yeah, yeah. Pay for the fucking movie. You have movie. been received. Pay for the fucking movie, you freeloaders. Um, <laughs> geez, we we're almost already an hour into this. Uh, this is this is madness. Uh, Secret Garden it, last trailer. It's a Secret Garden, and it's going to cure the boys' paralysis. I think I saw this trailer before. Yeah, this is an older trailer, but it's still says trailer one. Don't know why. Um, well, I teaser. think this, Garden, this might be a remake, actually. Oh, I'm sure see. they've made this movie before. Like, don't, don't we have like three Bridge to Terabithia movies for a we've, book that's we've like... We've talked about this trailer before. I remember it exactly. Like, the bitch goes yeah. out and tries to oh, find, no. goes running around, causing trouble, and she finds the Secret Garden. And then she's like, come on, cripple boy. Let's go outside, cripple boy. Cripple boy. Cripple boy. <laughs> and uh, and she and yeah, then the house burns down or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. So there is. <laughs> so this is based on a 1920 book. <laughs> the house burns down or some shit. Some. They're like, shit. well, you trailed off saying that too. It's like, let's go outside, cripple boy, and then the house burns down or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. Jules, maybe. Uh, Jules, Jules. <laughs> the cripple boy was jeweling, man. Jewel kills. Jules. Um, but the entire history. So this was a 1911 book that was adapted in 1920, right. and in 1948, and in 1993. Oh, and that's just the movies. There was a 50s. Uh, there's an eight-part serial in the 50s, an eight-part serial in the 60s, seven-part serial in the 70s. Uh, TV adaptation in the eighties. Every just 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 fucking put it out. I don't know what to do. Let's put out the Secret Garden again. Um, and then they have made stage adaptations in the nineties. And there's a 2013 opera about this. There's, there's a fucking there's a there's a new adaptation in 2014. They just they can't stop Secret Garden boys. Secret Garden, the video game. Let's get it out here. Secret Garden, the flame flower. The kids love that one. Burn down the house. Uh, Burning down the house. So uh, with that, we will go into the follow-up where we take a look at how some of these movies that we talk about on Trey Watch are performing in the box office and critically. Uh, Taking the top spot for the February 28th Leap Day weekend. Uh, the Invisible Man. Uh, twenty-eight million in three thousand theaters. Um, Universal Pictures. They can see the box office profits. Seven million dollar production budget. Holy shit! That is cheap as hell. And it's already worldwide made almost sixty-two million dollars. <laughs> so, fifty-five mil profit. So in, fucking profitable. And not even two weeks, man. Get ready for Invisible Man 2. He's still invisible. Invisible Man 2. Invisible Man files for unemployment. Uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog down to the second spot. 
Not a bad drop, though. Only down 37%. Uh, that's good for yeah, 16 mil. Bank, though. 275 million worldwide off the 85 million dollar production budget. So almost 200 million profit. I think it's a good bet that if they weren't already planning to release a sequel to this movie, that that sequel is now been greenlit. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Call of the Wild, the Harrison Ford dog movie. Oh. Uh, Harrison Ford um, is in this movie, and it lost. It didn't open strong. But it's down 46% to $13.3 million, despite being in 113 more theaters than it was last week. Yeah, I was going to say, it went in more theaters. Uh, yeah, it's got a lot to make up, a lot of... This movie is in almost 4,000 movie theaters. It's like one of the widest releases I've ever seen in the time we've been doing the show, and it's still on track to lose like $50 million. Amazing. What a fucking travesty. And voice. to investigate what makes this such a travesty, we're going to take a shine a little spotlight on this movie here and see what some of the fine, fine critics at International Movie Database have to say about this. So we'll do uh we'll do two each. How this works is we go onto IMDB and we find some user reviews. And Jake reads the one-star reviews, I read the 10-star reviews, and Peter reviews the star ratings between, like, four and seven uh, that are more, like, yes. measured. So we'll start uh, with uh, with uh, me, I guess. I'll tell you why this movie's great, and Jake will uh, tell me why I'm wrong, and then Peter will be like, well, actually... <laughs> Well, actually. So, um, <laughs> okay, here we go. 10 out of 10. Never got boring, well-paced with lovable dogs. Made me forget the world for the entire time it was on. Beautiful locations and the depiction of animals in the wilds were, were the real stars here. Excellent cast. A very well-made and structured film. I, it never got boring. Hi, see it on the big screen while you can. I think cool. I don't even know how you get that typo though. Like high see it. Like obviously they wanted to say go see it. <laughs> I, I don't know. They messed up. Van go see it. The high how is it spelled? High is an H I. H I. Like I was if I were to say well, hello. Well the H to is you. right next to the G and the I is right next to the O. So maybe they did say go. And they just fat fingered it twice in a row. Can you submit reviews on the mobile app? Maybe. Um, All right, who cares? Uh, one star review, Jake. Tell me why I'm wrong. Okay. Well, you're wrong because CGI dog in the woods pretending to be real? <laughs> I'm sorry, but using a CGI dog for a Jack London story is like using yellow minions in a Godfather movie. I just could not take this seriously. And as a computer-enhanced movie, it made Harrison Ford look like he was talking to a puppet. Harrison Ford. <laughs> I walked out of one scene and wish I had not gone back in. Completely backfired for me. Read the book and use your imagination. And you'll be far ahead of this movie. 
And I feel bad saying this because the acting really was good and the scenery breathtaking. It was a merging of two opposites that didn't work for me. 24 out of 63 found this helpful. That's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. Lovely. Um, and here we go with, with 5 out of 10. Uh, I, I like the ones that are just... I, I find the ones that are just like personal stories. <laughs> Where they're just like, they're like the kind of reviewer who sits down on a Sunday afternoon with a cup of tea and they're just like, I'm doing something important with my life. I'm going to review Call of the Wild. My friends will go read it and they'll know because I'm a local reviewer for the local paper. I I do scrabble in the park. (laughs) I had a really bad Uh, morning this morning. My wife left me. I went to go see this movie to cheer me up and it did not work. (laughs) Unsubscribe. All right. Ah. Five out of ten by uh, Camelot 2000. Uh, an okay adaptation of a highly praised historical author. I saw this yesterday at the theater with my aunt and admit I was entertained by the modern day version of the Jack London story. I remember reading the book as a kid and was grandly entertained about the hero canine, Buck, and his journey to find out where he truly wanted to belong. I admit it was a nostalgic experience seeing this film at the theater. It brought back memories of reading the story as a teen and also made me feel nostalgic about seeing the legendary Harrison Ford on the big screen again. I remember the first big screen. I remember the first big screen. I remember they first invented it. (laughs) When the first Star Wars film came out, I saw it in the summer of 1977 at a theater in downtown Edmonton, Alberta. How long is this fucking review? I'll fucking paste it, boys. This has got to be a copy (laughs) boss. I'll admit it. it's a fi- it's a six paragraph essay. He he, he picked it up from fifth grade. Uh, I admit it's not the perfect story though. Too much obvious CGI and cartoon antics take away the gripping historical accuracy of this book. The CGI of Buck the dog was totally well detailed and well done. He seemed like a real dog after a while, and one you could feel sympathy and concern for. He was well depicted. Harrison Ford is the real weight of this film with his gruff and tender narration and performances. John Thornton, a man haunted and pained by the death of his son. He's a well-seasoned actor. A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. Some paprika with the there. capability of bringing strong magnetism to the film. Oh, it's iron seasoned with iron <laughs> filings then. He's totally captured that trait here. A I real pro. Right in it, really. John and Buck both have troubled pasts, but they eventually get together and go on to a journey seeking self-discovery and a sort of resolution for what they endured in their lives. They learned where their destinies laid. This is not the best (laughs) film, but a good one nonetheless. Modern day political correctness is made into play here with a Disney touch to it. Taking away the impact of the original Jack London story. A decent flick, though, with a lot of heart. I highly recommend it. One out of three found this helpful. <laughs> yeah, no one stuck around to read the fucking autobiography he submitted by this dude. <laughs> Down in the summer, we played Jacks by the Harbor, and I remember seeing Harrison Ford go up to the malt shop and order himself a chocolate malt. And I said, that man's a great actor. <laughs> 
I remember the first picture show they aired in my city. <laughs> I rode my bike three miles that day. I gave themselves a nickel. <laughs> Go see it. Ordered myself a long soda and drank the- <laughs> Long soda. Because <laughs> you know they have weird sizes back then. I'll get one long soda pop. <laughs> I mean, you say that like we don't have a size of coffee that's literally 20. Yeah. I'd like to order a 20 coffee. Um, True. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, keeping with the topic of our main man, the computer-generated Harrison Ford was excellent! <laughs> Exclamation point. 10 out of 10. As you know, the scenery and all the actors in this movie were computer CGI generated. Even Ford's voice was created by modifying Siri's algorithm. In fact, the only live creature you see on the screen in this entire movie is the dog. Truly, the dog's performance was incredible. <laughs> Since he was reacting to a blue screen and voice commands from the director, Alexa. <laughs> I'm wondering why they should bother using real people at all in movies. <laughs> Any Anywhere else, for that matter. Ten stars. Three exclamation points. That's my favorite ten star review. One is just That's deranged. Psychosis. Harrison Ford was computer generated. Everything was computer generated except the dog. Except for the dog. <laughs> it was directed by Alexa. Of course. That's a good one. All right. Wow. Well, well you're wrong. Follow that. One out of ten. One out of ten. Anti Alash Jabeg. Save yourself a hundred minutes of life by doing anything else. Save yourself a hundred minutes of life by switching to Geico. <laughs> if you wonder why youngsters, or people in general, <laughs> are getting more stupid by every generation, this movie is a perfect answer. I mean, it's understandable. It's made for kids. But even as such, it should be at least... A superficially realistic. It should be a superficially <laughs> realistic. Fucking idiot. I am shocked and disappointed that actor like Harrison Ford Harrison belittled Ford. himself to this. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Obviously, I need to know the reason why you're doing uh, that. Well, I'll show you. I'll link you. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, lots of money was spent and lot. And lot of hard work was invested on all the animations. Why? But movie. But movie defies every single logic there is. And I'm not talking about movie's storyline. I'm referring to the actual presentation or adaptation of this movie. It's sad that today's movie directors all, or almost all, think that lots of CGI will make a great movie without any thought on the story and emotion. This movie, in fact, has very interesting story and if recorded or animated with just a mild dosage of reality would have made a great family movie. But when you have dogs with human expressions on their faces, it's hard to swallow anything else. And that's not even close to worst parts of the movie. Unfortunately, as stated in my title, go save yourself from disappointment and rather stare at and. And rather stare at empty wall for a hundred minutes. <laughs> it would be a time better spent. What? 
I really want to believe that you wrote, did you read it as it was written and they didn't say <laughs> the movie <laughs> they just said movie and movies <laughs> oh that's oh that's God. fucking fantastic alright Peter fucking take us home uh, I was about to run you another fucking novel <laughs> of a review we don't have time for that shit there's one alright I'll honorable mention to Iboso 64's title for his review maybe it should have been called call of the mild or that darn oh, buck got him. no but we got uh we got marmar 69 780s uh call of the wild review titled call of the wild no caps um the call of the wild can be ni- a nice family film to watch in middle of day and having a nice time with it I like that Harrison Ford took this role seriously, and he actually did an effort in it. Also, film has some nice cute moments that were nicely put together, but some staff with Dan as villain, and overall his presence in the film was just to to cliched and not really necessary. Even though Buck was cute, some scenes ruins that he is full of CGI dog, and it becomes noticeable after some time. Heck, let's say from beginning, his expressions were also little to human-like, and that was a problem since I couldn't relate to him as dog, more as like, <laughs> like as as human. And it did take some more cute moments. That idea could make it. It was made better. He did an effort. That's uh, I'm stealing that phrase and I'm using it forever now. He did an effort. Uh, he did an effort. Someone wrote this on their phone with text to speech. Four out of fourteen found this oh, helpful. Man. I love it. Uh, you know what? Also, is just okay. So I agree with whichever one star review said the generations are getting dumber and dumber. Because the My Hero Academia movie opened in fourth. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's more an expression of like if you look at the rest of the box office, it's just it just cl- yes, falls it off is. A cliff so it's like twenty eight million in top spot, then sixteen, then thirteen, and then down to five. Um, yeah. But that's still almost six million dollars it made, and only. I wish a Dragon Ball movie could have come in fourth at a fucking box Didn't office. Super. Raleigh, Raleigh, Raleigh was Raleigh opened in third. It did bangers. I think. Yeah, it did really well. Oh shit! Well, I guess uh, prophecy fulfilled. Yeah. That. Um, when all my goals have been satisfied. Anybody remember when that came out? I can try to. Um, it was last well, February. We have some computers um, around here. So Bad Boys for Life down in fifth, uh, four point three five. That movie has made almost two hundred billion dollars just domestically. Uh, Harley Quinn, Birds of it Prey, down to six, a paltry $4 million, another 40% down and losing theaters at a geometric rate. It made $191 million worldwide. I wish it only made $191,000. That would be, that'd be hilarious. Um. Then Impractical Jokers, the movie in wide release now, wider release actually, in 1,900 theaters now, made $3.6 million. Uh, came in at four. Oh. Nine, $9.8 million. I was close. So it made more money, number one, and I was very close in the placement. So About the same amount of theaters, too. Yeah. Because it was better. I remember I saw that movie twice in the theater. 
Well, I the the one of the YouTube videos I watched the other night regarded that fight scene between Goku, well, Gogeta and Broly as like one of the best fight scenes in anime history. All the fight scenes in that was, movie were fucking, fucking amazing. Yeah. Every last one of them. Diane and Jordan, she doesn't even like Dragon Ball that much. Um, nineteen seventeen, it's still an eighth, bringing in more than a million dollars. Very interesting. Three hundred sixty-three million worldwide. That's pretty respectable. Brahms the Boy, part two, made two point five million dollars and seventeen worldwide. And rounding out the top ten, we have Fantasy Island. Down in temp from six, 45% week to week drop, 2.32 million, 41.5 million worldwide. Also, only cost seven million dollars. Blumhouse must have like a contract with a movie company where they pay a fixed rate um, to do that. And, uh, that's how they make all the movies during fucking uh, for seven million dollars. <laughs> Probably it has to be. Or they or they limit it certain amount of TV ads and certain amount of social media ads and focus more on the social media ads. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> seven million dollars. Yeah, because that's fair. Because like, how often do you see a, a commercial for a Blumhouse movie on television? Yeah, I don't, I don't see them that often. I mean, maybe Purge, but maybe they're bigger franchises that they're willing to put more stuff in, into it. Something like that. Just Those budgets a were a TV, little, but... little bigger, I'd say. Um, yeah. I think, I think they did. They were definitely bit bigger than like the the Brahms movie, you know. But Brahms, Brahms the boy, the boy, Barry the boy. Um, all right. So we got some gaming, gaming news. news. We got to talk about. Um, PS2 turns 20 this week, uh, and several publications are publishing some of their uh, PS2 retrospective articles, and there's one from TechRadar here that uh, goes through some of the greatest features of PS2 games. Amongst them are SSX Tricky's uh, scoring system, the web-slinging in Spider-Man 2, the Kingdom Hearts series... Uh, Shadow of Colossus and Ico being just completely different kinds of games. Silent Hill 2, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, God of War 2, proving that hardware limitations mean nothing. Metal Gear Solid 3 being just awesome. Persona 4, Final Fantasy Continuing its golden age. I disagree. I did not like any of the PS2 Final Fantasies. Um, I never played in those. I wasn't, I wasn't a PlayStation kid, so. Yeah, I didn't get one until like 2008. I got a uh, PlayStation 2 in 2008, and I got a PS3 two years later. <laughs> yeah. My friend always had them. My friend always had the PlayStation games, and well, he had both actually. But his, I think his parents were the type of people who were like, they really liked video game consoles, right. so yeah. they were like, let's get in on this because we know it's going to be big. And it's like, huh, free parenting. I don't need to yeah. pay attention. Or <laughs> Works out. 
Um, NVIDIA's GeForce now dealt another blow, this time losing 2K games following departures oh. from Activision and Bethesda. So they're like, they're getting hammered, man. Jeez. These poor bastards. Oh, I don't know why everyone's just pulling their shit off now. So Bioshock, Borderlands, Civilization, and the NBA 2K series, amongst others, pulled from the GeForce Now service, which just left beta this uh, last month, rather. Uh, NVIDIA is now offering a premium version of the cloud gaming service as a public trial for five bucks a month. Um, but because of the switch to charging customers for the service, uh, I guess this is the, the impetus of this. All these publishers, I guess, they're either not getting the cut that they want or... It, they're just, you know, aghast by the fact that they uh, would um, would uh, charge for it. And then they're like, okay, our contract's invalid. We're going to pull our shit off your service. But that's like the three biggest publishers, Bethesda, Activision, and 2K, pulling their games off. So that... Mm-hmm. Does not make me want to go and spend five bucks a month on the GeForce no. service. No, I'd rather go with Stadia. Well, Stadia is getting Division Two, um, and it's gonna have PC crossplay support apparently. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens well, with that. Stadia, uh, GeForce now at least works. <laughs> yeah, and pretty well. I think. I think they're. Yeah, they got a. I haven't seen much about the GeForce now. Um, but the, I mean, at least they're still putting stuff into Stadia. I'm happy to at least see that because it means they're driven and at least they're dedicated to iron out the bugs in it. I don't trust Google's and long-term product support. One iota. I think I think if they were gonna give up on it, they would have given up on it by now. Well, I mean, the fact that they're announcing more stuff for it because it's still you know. part of their rollout, man. Like they had the roadmap, you know, like. For like a year, they're not going to pull the plug after like a month of uh, being out there, or however long it's been. But a lot of developers aren't developing for Stadia because apparently the fee to do so was like ridiculous. Oh. Um, which is why Google is now like acquiring their own in-house development team. Jeez. Um, excuse me, Valve says that Half-Life Alex is not the end of its return to the series. Despite them, I think, officially saying that they aren't making Half-Life 3. Um, but it could mean more so spin-offs. It could more, yeah. They could be lying to us. They they could be working on Half-Life. Hey, they could be. I mean never put it past the um, company. Well because and especially since we we've seen with like with it, what we've seen with Pokemon, um, you know they they just straight up lie to us yeah. about the national decks thing. You know they said they couldn't due to hardware limitations and there's just too much to to program into the game. But now I mean we're like what less than a year after the the release, and they're we're already bringing in new Pokemon. Yeah, we're actually less than six months after the release. Yeah, so it it it's not a hardware thing. It's just a we wanted to charge you for DLC uh, thing. Yeah, charge you for DLC, and I mean even 
And they wanted to roll out Pokemon Bank, so yeah, Pokemon Home. Because you'll eventually be able to get the get the stuff, but bring the stuff over. Um, even even if you don't have the DLC, uh, which is nice. Yeah, that is. Uh, but that the, is. The, the one thing I kind of find weird is that like there's different levels of Pokemon Home, which I guess I shouldn't be surprised at. But I gotta look into more Pokemon Home. My friend yeah. says he has it. He he paid for the premium version. Uh, he said it was worth it. I mean, if you compare it to like what Pokebank was, Pokebank was, was like five, five bucks, bucks a year. year, yeah. And I think Premium Home, I think, is ten or fifteen, ten dollars a year. But I'm paying ten dollars a year for Pokemon mm-hmm. Home. I'm paying twenty dollars a year for Switch Online. I mean, yeah, thirty dollars a year is still like nothing. But it's gonna add up. Yeah. You know, you you say that about a lot of things, and then like all of a sudden it becomes something. Well, I mean, let's just think about how much we pay for like streaming services in general. Yeah, and like how oh yeah, Netflix is like only you know ten eleven dollars a year or, or whatever month. or a month. Yeah, my bad, my bad, a month. But then you compile that with Hulu and Amazon and. All of a sudden, you're you're spending fifty, sixty dollars a month, yeah, on a on a you know package of streaming services plus your uh your internet. Your so internet. you might even be like you, sometimes like it comes close. Sometimes I look at my my bills and stuff. I'm like, you know, it almost would be cheaper for me if it weren't for like equipment rental fees. It would almost be cheaper for me to get cable. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the saving grace is that we all like share. Yeah, we all share stuff. Yeah, which is like that is and that keeps the cost. I, I down. can't imagine. I can't imagine spending like all this money on all these yeah. different streaming services without sharing between. People. I wouldn't. I probably um, wouldn't. Yeah. I'd probably drop Netflix. Honestly, that's the one I use the yeah. least. And mm-hmm. <laughs> ironically, it's the most expensive of the ones I pay for yeah. myself. They're just living on that legacy. Yeah. I mean, it's not yeah. their fault. All these other streaming services are, are popping up, and you know, there's they're losing the rights to a lot of stuff. And they got to be competitive. I get it. And uh, so, as a consequence, they have to make their own original content to keep people around, and they that costs money. And in turn, they yeah. have to like keep up in the price. Like for four screen Netflix or like Netflix with four K streaming, that's it's seventeen oh five a month. A lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> that's like three other streaming services. That's Disney Plus. That's less than the Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu bundle. And like you can throw another like DC Universe on top of that. DC Universe. And it'd yeah. be about the same. And it's, it's library is pitiful yeah. now. Like, I, you ever try, you tried to watch a movie recently on there? Like, they, they, got, they got the Police Academy now. <laughs> that's. Me too. And they have like I think it's it's just starting to become just their specials. Yeah, they're because and it's like, the only the content they can. Anime. Well, some of them. There have been bad Netflix originals. They're, they have some good Netflix originals. Like I mean, well, we we just uh, we're about to watch the um, Castlevania. Yeah, I mean that's very good. That it's a very good one. Is it seventeen five a month? Good. <laughs> but then you have like. Big Mouth. Yeah. I love Big Mouth. Shut your mouth. Big Mouth is okay. Shut your Big Mouth. But you have things like, I mean, I'm not a big BoJack Horseman guy. I don't particularly care for 
uh, Chira, of course, that's another one that you throw in the garbage pile. Um, <laughs> garbage pile. <laughs> well, Bojack Horseman is an original. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. was. It was like their first animated yeah. original. No, I thought that was on FX first. I think it got picked up by FX. Nope. I'm almost certain it was an original. Um, But, yeah, so it's just like they, they have some hits. In the, there was a time where everything Netflix pumped out was of a high quality, but then that time was lost. Um, there's a documentary being made about the man. There's a famous picture of a Counter-Strike LAN party from 2003, and there's a guy duct-taped to the ceiling uh, playing oh, yes. playing Counter-Strike, and there's a, there's a documentary image. being made about this man. Uh, yes. Since 2003, apparently there's more to story left to be told after even a 2017 Kotaku article um, because there's a, now a trailer about for a documentary called Internet Legends Duct Tape Gamer and the production values of this trailer are unjustifiably high <laughs> for what this All is. Right. Well, he's put I, we've put the yeah. trailer on. There are you know with drones you can make flying dolly shots so much better, mm-hmm. so much easier. Oh, duct, oh, that duct tape. But like gamer. the color grading and all that, it's slick. The production values on this are really good. The fucking narrator yeah. on this. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah. It's Luke Skywalker. Is this is like an actual trailer. This looks like almost like a parody trailer. I but I am almost. Uh, I mean, if they if this isn't real, they got PC well, gamer just, as much as they got the rest of us. So, <laughs> well, it's just got the rise of the Skywalker uh, intro thing over it. Yeah, because it's nerds. <laughs> They're like, oh, nerd Star Wars stuff. Yeah, do it. Um. Yeah, that's that's how that goes. Oh my. <laughs> He's eating yeah, the pizza. It's fucking great. It's the greatest trailer I've ever seen. That's funny. <laughs> when you really zoom into it, they're like breaking down the picture of it. <laughs> this is the best we had at the time. No, it's ever really good. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very pretty amusing trailer. Uh, Internet Legends, Duct Tape Gamer. Oh my God! Coming soon, hopefully. All right, that gives me a little more context. It looks like a like a a large YouTube channel that. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not or like put a, out a channel for the movie. Yeah, it's not going to be. It's a not going to be released deal. into theaters. It's it, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, ninety five percent, Metacritic, hundred percent. IMDb, no one star. Five out of ten review. When I was a young kid back I in I remember when they first invented Counter-Strike. <laughs> uh, in that case, it was me just slapping the kitchen. 
Counter-Strike. Yeah, I got it. Peter, thanks. <laughs> um, although I, I see that and it does remind me of my brother when he would have uh, land parties like that where everyone in the everyone in town who had Halo would bring in their, their box <laughs> mm-hmm. and their monitor, their giant fucking bulky ass yeah, monitor. Yeah, hauling around those CRTs. Kurt, you've seen my house, right? Yes, have you been I've in my been house? In <laughs> it's an old it's an oh, old uh it's a convert it's a converted 1800 schoolhouse with like a handmade addition yeah. on it uh it's a quaint and cozy place filled out with about 16 teenagers in the 90s they each had their own xbox there were four had x-links their bottles of surge <laughs> yeah there was it was well it wasn't late night it must have been the early 2000s because everyone's still playing 90s. halo but <laughs> my brother has a my brother has a crate full of X links they use when every like my sister broke up with her, like one of her high school boyfriends because he wanted to just play Halo with my brother so much. <laughs> <That's> so funny. <laughs> they just fucking hung out. Speaking my, of Halo, uh, Big T's a legend. Combat Evolved is on uh, the the Master Chef collection for PC now. Yeah. So there's actually already a uh, PC version of Halo. Can we, it, I'm just thinking, like, just it's getting so prolific now. I want it to get to Skyrim status, where it's just on every device. It's going to be can the new get, Doom. Can we get Skyrim for Halo? Can we port yeah. Skyrim into Halo? Only if you port it into uh, Doom first. You can do the opposite. You can port Halo into Skyrim and be Master Chef. You can be Master Chief. I think that was one of one of the big breakout videos for Video Game yeah. Donkey was his ultimate <laughs> Skyrim. Oh. Yeah. Um, so on Steam, you can buy the whole Master Chief collection for forty dollars, or you can buy the individual games for ten dollars a piece if you don't like Halo Two, like me. So. Excuse you? <laughs> oh, we've been over this. <laughs> That's the like best Halo one. <laughs> nah, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> ODST's the best. All right, now I know you're fucking with me. No, actually, ODST, <laughs> no lie, uh, no cap, cap is coming off. <laughs> he did it. Cap. cap off. Yeah. Caps off. ODST was a good game. I mean, yeah, but it's not the best Halo. Cap is now back on <laughs> over the ear. You look like a you look you like look- a toad, Jake. You look like a toad. <laughs> Let's turn him into a Goomba. Um. Put him in the de the de evolution. I'm gonna have to replay Halo Two. I, I I do like the game. It's it's not like I don't like Halo Two. You it's, just I said for the- people who don't like Halo Two, and then leaned into the microphone and went like <laughs> me. The words "don't like Halo 2 left your mouth. <laughs> this is fake news. This is fake news. Look, um, this is fake news. You can look at the records. It's fake news. Um, but okay. I it's not like I don't like Halo 2 um, because I love all the Halo games. Uh, it's just I think Halo 2 was my of all of you equally was my least favorite because um, I can't can't not. Love Halo 1 and Halo 3 I spent the most time with, I think. It's because you're young. He said to the man two months older. I am. I am. Well, young little buck. Well, too young. Well, it's before your time. I'm a young little button buck. Uh, I mean, let's let's all be honest here. If we were playing, if we all had Xbox Live when Halo 1 was out, we would have been that yeah. kid. Like the little kid telling their telling the regular players to go fuck themselves. Go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. <laughs> if we come to your house, I'm gonna kill you. 
<laughs> I had to say the F word softly so my mom didn't hear it. <laughs> my chocolate milk, Ma. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom tasted good last night. My dad works at Nintendo. <laughs> He's going to ban your account. Um, fuck it. Jake's Jake's caused so much hype. He's gone out of focus. He's gonna, oh, there he goes. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of uh, you know banning accounts and fucking mothers and stuff like that, this Ninja Operation movie. Holy shit! I think this is the best one. <laughs> I yes. As oh, much dude. as I oh. love. Thunderbolt Angels, and as much as Ninja Operation 5, Godfather the Master will always hold a special place in my heart with its opening fight scene that changes three locations twice inexplicably. I think this one, the Hong Kong piece of this movie was the best Hong Kong movie. It was a large piece of this movie. He basically just took that movie, put it in here, and added, I want to count them five I want to say five scenes. There was, there was limited Gordon, but okay. Was a scene out of place for you? I think there was a scene out of place for me. Which one? Uh, the river where where dragon comes up on the horse that's just chilling in the river. Well, actually, it was more like a mule. <laughs> Look like a small horse. And they do have miniature horses. Finds... Commit small horse. <laughs> and then he finds um the robes of Antonio on the horse. And he's like, where the hell is Antonio? No, I think that was I right. think that was supposed to be... Because Antonio's bathing in the river, and he pops up and fucking waterboards, uh, waterboards Dragon. And every time someone got waterboarded in this movie, I just started singing, Guantanamo Bay! <laughs> that was after the Chinese temple got attacked by the japanese the japanese were killing people we don't see a single japanese i think it's everyone who had samurai swords was the japanese including uh fucking fei lung was in this movie who i i i have to believe he was in this he was in the hong kong part of this movie you may remember him as betty Betty. on kung pao (laughs) he was the guy with the leather glove think if you look back to it back and watch he de- He was. I mean, we'll we could pull it up right now. It's on. It's on the YouTube's. Meanwhile, I'll share this meme with um, you guys. I made this. It took me way too long to make. Fucking love this. This is the greatest. That's that's fucking. That's gold, going dude. on the Discord, public Discord. <laughs> I want to tweet that out. Yes, do it. <laughs> do it. Um, fuck it. That's great. But yeah, like this. All right. So this movie opens with this dude literally who has a literal cross to bear walking down train tracks. Well, it starts with uh, bad guy Mantis come back. He's like, I've been in prison for five years. It was Antonio. <laughs> just dumps all this exposition. How many of you are left? Just us and St- just me and Steven. Ah, Steven. And this fucking guy's creeping behind a bowler and he gets fucking poison shurikened in the back. Then it does not immediately cut to a slow kata by our man Gordon, who looks both much older and much younger than he has in the other movies in this movie. Well, this all yes. came out in 1987, apparently. So. <laughs> he was just tired. 
Uh, oh my god. Yeah, you can't. All right, I have I have the frame here. You cannot tell me this is not fucking Betty. Betty. <laughs> Betty. I mean, What's, well, it's hard to see. Like he doesn't have the right hair, but right, he doesn't have the fucking weird ass like uh, shaved back. Looks very similar. I will give you that. I can I must admit I can neither confirm nor deny this, Betty. I don't know who this actor is because we didn't get the credits no, information. These movies just end with no credits. Who was um? What was that one? What was the what was the movie he's from? Who's Betty in? Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. Kung Pao, Kung, Kung, Pao, Kung Pao. Um, I'm I'm gonna look up his name and see if I can find that on IMDb. Uh, his actor was Fei Long. I did I did a bit so of research we didn't, on this because I um it, we didn't uh, get our Gordon Kata. Uh, he's just right, walking. Gordon Kata, but we did get Poison Shuriken, and we got a guy <laughs> with his little literal cross to bear. <laughs> yep. I think that was a pretty good, as cuts go, as edits go, the edit from the end of that scene into the beginning of uh, the Hong Kong movie was pretty good. Because they start, they uh, the bad guys walk off screen and the next shot is someone walking into yeah. frame. It's from a different direction, but someone walked into frame and it's the fucking, yeah. it's a different movie. Um, this definitely felt like the highest budget ninja operation that we've seen, which is, would be strange if true. Yeah. It had... The movie had a fucking high speed camera. It did, boys. and it had like fucking explosions. They were throwing the little ninja bombs at each other. Yep, ninja bombs. They did a uh, backflip from but it. But we're burying the lead. The real star of this movie is that they have their fucking anime team show up at the the Japanese pagoda to fight all the samurai, and we saw in Ninja Operation Five. That Gordon has mastered the ancient ninja technique of gun. Also practiced by the yes, villain. Yes, also of this practiced movie. by the villain of this movie. It's- However, there's a new superior ancient ninja technique as our missionary man. Well, where do you think Gordon learned his techniques? Our missionary man here <laughs> has mastered ancient Jesuit technique of Gatling gun. <laughs> He pulls it out of his fucking chest. This is absolutely a ripoff. I, I will say this is a ripoff of Django. Uh, it, if you have ever watched that movie, not Django Unchained, like OG Django. Um, because in that movie, our lonesome cowboy carries a coffin with him everywhere. They're like, what's in the coffin, dude? And he's like, I'm not going to fucking tell. Turns out he has a fucking machine gun in his coffin. He busts it out. That's a... Y- y'all should... Side note, y'all should watch Django. The graveyard fight scene is pretty fucking baller. Mm. Um, and the Gatling gun scenes where he whips out his fucking gear off his coffin and goes, Brrr. most people down, it's great. But not as violent as this one because Antonio is a straight, I, he convinced he's a straight pimp. Like this man, this, this man is like man. reincarnated. <laughs> he keeps his hands strong. He keeps his money full and he keeps his bitches yes, he in kills- control. One of his bitches with a single bitch slap. I I turned to Diane. I accidentally hurt her knee doing it, but I turned to Diane. I'm like, Diane, this man has kept his pimp hand strong for over a thousand years. Keep your pimp hand strong. <laughs> he killed a like this man wrecks at Domino's. Bottom bitch with the power of his pimp hand. 
this this woman who I'm not like, entirely convinced wasn't actually just a man in a cheap costume wig with a lot of makeup on. Not a very feminine yes, face. I, this was this is a pale, pale woman. He's also so this. I love this character. He is the standout of this the, movie to me. The missionary. Because you have Dragon, who is like the. Yeah, the mission. Because uh, you have Dragon, the Kung Fu Master, who's like straight laced and all that good. I think this was supposed to be a comedy movie. Uh, well, it had to have been. Because there's the like scene it. where yeah. he's, you know, the the eye patch guy comes in and he's like, I'll fight him. I'll fight him. Allow me. Let me. Let me. And he like tussles with him for like two minutes. Like, he'll fight you. He'll fight you. <laughs> yeah. I like, I. So, because it's a comedy movie, this man like wavers between like competent professional gangster and absolute goblin like there's a scene where they make where dragon like they're on the road they're gonna go meet the villain and trade the girl the for, money the for the money the Ab- absolutely baller financial maneuver here um and they're like at a campfire and he makes clay roasted chicken so Antonio like steals like an entire fucking chicken out of the dragon's he hands, half the and then he's yeah, and he sits down, and then he's, he's eating, a and he's boy. like, <laughs> like his hands are up to his face, like fucking Gollum over here. He's like, I'm just, I mean this, I'm like Jesus, my guy. Were you not in a bar five minutes ago, being suave and like snatching up everybody's money? Yeah, like he was. He, he was, was. <laughs> just the most spoiler dominant. alert. No one's gonna complain. He has so he has so many good faces in this movie too. They're like, we need a Here. white guy who can emote. Oh yeah, his I don't emotions even care were if he can speak on Chinese. on point. Just getting hit, <laughs> as yeah. shown in the meme that I shared. Um, fucking yeah, it's. I mean, Peter, I'm not worried about spoilers. Anyone who will see this movie has already seen it. Like, no one's going yes. to like hear Ninja Operation Six in the review title. And then be like, oh, no, 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 I can't. I'm worried about spoilers for this movie that six people no have spoilers. seen. Even, <laughs> Even Godfrey Ho hasn't seen all of these movies. We will be the first people yeah. to watch all eight ninja. Now there's like 20, they've made like 40 movies with uh, fucking Richard Harrison playing Ninja Master Gordon. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no way to watch them all. They don't all exist. Um <laughs> <laughs> At least not in our universe. Some of the film, not some of the days. masters were destroyed um, during the fucking <laughs> fall of the Third Reich. The sacred ninja texts. <laughs> that oh detail. Even, I mean, even the technique of gun. <laughs> even if we were to describe this movie, though, I still think we no no one. Like, if so we could, we could like fucking go through the plot of this movie. Line line by line, like we used to do with our reviews when they took like an hour. We could go through this like shot for shot, and I guarantee you, you you make a friend listen to this, and they're like, "No, that movie didn't fucking no, that's that doesn't happen." And they'll go and they'll find it, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, yes, it does exist." Uh, but yeah, after the after the low point of. Uh, license to terminate. I we've been on a hot streak with some really good ninja operations it's been, here. It's been solid, my boys. Yeah, so like a great, funny movie. And then uh, I will say, as as final battle scenes go, this one was a little anti. Yeah, they threw some bombs at them. They they did some things, and then Gordon just stabs him, and they do 
and he rolls the, down a hill. But that's the best part of this the, movie. The second roll. Is they, like, do the zoom in on Gordon's face and, like, okay, they're going to flash to the end screen. But then they cut mm-hmm. back to him rolling down the hill still. They leaned into it. You know, they leaned. Into- there, there was a lot less Gordon in this movie than I wanted. And I, I wanted more Gordon in this movie because there's only, like, two or three scenes. Yeah. What they the, were running out of footage that they had cut. Like they well, did it I, all in one take. Honestly, <laughs> no. If you guys want to, actually, um, I have. I did some reading. Oh, I found some research. Someone, someone did an actual fucking article on this shit. I will share it with you. Uh, it's Craig Lines Ninjas All the Way Down: The Mysterious World of oh Godfrey Ho. God. Uh, I will copy the article I for you. It's definitely great read, read that. I mean, it's fascinating. Yeah, like the fucking. The, the part of their or draw to the series, at least for Peter and I originally, was the like the just dearth of information available on these movies, and like we're like, okay, we gotta find this Ninja Operation Five, and we're like, well, there's four other ones at least. We gotta go see what happens in them, and <laughs> as we've found out, they are all largely the same. <laughs> At least the ninja parts. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if they just bought the costumes and shot like a bunch of scenes in a weekend and tried to uh, piece it together. Although stretched out the cocoa although, over ten years. Um, some of the ninja operation plot wise, like they actually like put forth a decent effort to try to match the white people to the Hong Kong people. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. Can never forget the plot of Ninja. The, I think the most coherent plot of any of these might have been uh, yes. Ninja Operation Two. Or no, that was the Sword of Destiny. Yeah, Sword yeah. of Destiny. Wasn't that? Oh too? yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought you were. Yeah, that's I, what I was. One saying. actually had a decent plot. They like had names of people. Oh yeah, they like thrown together. They had all of Harrison's three. Did B-roll. not make any goddamn sense. Um, no, three was bad. Four was fine. So yeah, that's that's a so another it's, ninja it's, operation in the books, folks. Uh, we got one, possibly two more uh, of these, and then we can go back and uh, wax elegantly on the ninja operation series as a whole and fucking question what the fuck we did with our lives, and then find another <laughs> thing yeah. to do on filler weeks because of. Uh, I mean, we can keep watching Pokemon movies, but we need to have something in the background. This is this was a replacement for shitty Avengers. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'll get back on the horse. I'll keep looking because I I don't want to keep drawn from the Godfrey Ho well. Yeah. Suffice it to say that his his filmography <laughs> is bottomless. Uh, Maybe we'll- so if you ever just want to, you could. I mean, you could almost do a podcast. I think about IFD films and their entire. You probably filmography. could. 100%. I don't want to do that. That's a. That's a later. That's me in ten years. I'll go we back. Retire. And I'll just I want to say a documentary on this. I want to say a documentary. On this. I want to like, make the documentary on man? this. I am. I'm Who fascinated enough yeah. to like dust off my filmmaking school. Uh, I reject. Find, is, is, yeah. Is Richard Harrison Her- George? He's yeah. dead. Fuck. <laughs> he died with a lot of regrets. He's like Godfrey Ho. I mean, fucked George me on Harrison, these yes, is dead. Like he <laughs> blames he blames Godfrey Ho for ruining his career. Godfrey Ho is still alive, and he teaches film at the well, Hong that's, Kong that's Film Institute. That's... He no, you want to know the fucking thing about it? He directed Undefeatable. I don't believe that. 
Are, are we actually, sure it's the same Harris Godfrey Ho? Richard Harrison's still alive. Yeah. He's... Um, he, he's he owns oh no he don't no he did die. He yeah, did die. He owns a pawn shop. Are you sure this is the same Richard Harrison? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, I just type in Richard Harrison into Google. The first the first one should be it. Yep. Right? Uh, Richard Harrison uh, Gaffrey, yeah. Richard Harrison actor. No, oh, he's still alive. Yeah, he's very yes. much alive. He lives oh, in Salt Lake. Wait, oh, Richard there's Harrison? an actor named Richard Harrison who's alive. He's born in 1936. He's at age 83, lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, shit, yep, Godfrey guy. Ho. He, he directed the classic Cynthia Rothrock schlock action movie, Undefeatable. What is this movie? What is, I want to... I wanna, tap into this is this the same universe because they say they say uh they call him gordon oh yeah no like i said is, he's in 20 of these fucking movies as gordon this yeah is, this is it's just that six of them were packaged as ninja as a series like holland this is garfield's revenge right yeah see it does have a garfield phone again this uh that article fucking it explains I, a lot of this shit like he was a white dude and they're like Asians like white people. They they look Garfield, and they call on their phones, and they have mustaches, and they're named Harry and Stephen and Alan. <laughs> um, fucking. Here's let me read to you the the like headline of of Richard Harrison's bio here. Harrison was very prolific and worked with most of the better known names in European B movies during the sixties and seventies, branching out to exploitation films shot all over the world in the early seventies. He worked with directors ranging from established names like Antonio Margaretti to Mariano Girolami to infamous Z movie directors like Pablo Silvalli, Godfrey Ho, and Alfonso Brashera. Ariston's co-stars range from major to minor stars at the time, like Anita Eckenberg. Uh, I don't know. I don't care about these people. But Z movies. Z movies. The fuck does that, that means mean? movies <laughs> that six people have seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost want to send him fan mail. This is a money laundering scheme. But you have to be very careful about how you said I don't think so. He was just making a quick buck because Ninja movies I were fucking insane. I would like insane. to, if we can. I don't know how we can make this happen. But through the power of the internet, all things are possible. I would really like to, for one week on this show, interview either Richard Harrison or Godfrey Ho. I want to try to make this happen. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know no, no why or where or when. But I want to make this happen. We gotta hurry. We'll have our people contact their people. I, I if they have people, I will. God, I will seriously reach out and like email and be like, we do a podcast. We've covered uh, some of his films, Godfrey Ho, and uh, we'd like to interview him on them. <laughs> um, I just want to find out the actual plot of like Ninja Operation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was Ninja Operation 6 into the mix. Um, We uh, did not stream during the week this week, but my life got really crazy. I have animals now that I'm responsible for the care of, so 
So a lot of that came together very quickly this week. So like everything got pushed back. Saturn Slam got pushed back. Oh, we haven't done Saturn Slam in a while. We're just going to reset it and talk about Revolution and then the weeks. And Elimination Chamber, oh, which fuck, is this elimination week, right? Ch- that's tomorrow, actually. Um, I don't know if I'm going to watch it tomorrow because we do have to stream Mass Effect uh, at times. Yep. So that that will be tonight at least eight to. Uh, 12 or 11 or however long we feel um, and then also we will have uh, a Sunday stream uh, usually earlier like 4 to 7 or something like that and then probably Tuesday or Friday of next week those are the most probable in week stream dates because those are my freest days but uh, we will we will have to see follow our Twitter at Stud Saturn to be kept informed about all this stuff. When we go live, every time there is a tweet sent out, you can also follow Facebook, similar deal, facebook.com backslash Saturn Studs, our YouTube channel where old streams get cut up and uploaded so you can uh, enjoy some streams from yesteryear if you are newer to the thought or you just want to go back and relive some classic Saturn Studs moments. Like when Jake ran me off the fucking road in the pre-sequel. Fantastic. And when we fucking won with uh, Divination and Slay the Spire with like two HP left and going to die next turn, we killed the boss. That was a pretty high moment. Um, Stuff like that. That's up there for your viewing pleasure. SaturnStuds.com is the place to find these. Uh, you'll find links to YouTube, all our different podcasting platforms. We are available pretty much wherever you can get a podcast. Uh, so if you, if your platform you listen on allows you to give reviews, please leave us a good review. If you enjoyed the show and tell a friend, uh, who will hopefully tell a friend, tell a friend. Especially if you tell enjoy a friend. The show. Speak our Speak name it. aloud. We're, we're not yeah, fucking say it three times, and Peter will <laughs> show up at your house like Beetlejuice to give you a weird mixed drink that he invented. <laughs> that's right i've got the uh it's the troy atlantic right now um i've also made a variation on the gin bully i call it the fart bomb because i used espalone tequila turns out espalone tequila smells like farts it smells I like called... straight booty uh it's a great it tastes great it smells like booty durian fruit. Durian fruit. Uh, all right so that's going to be it for the show this week, we will be back next week with uh, something. We'll figure that out uh, during the week. Oh, Castlevania. Uh, That's the Castlevania. one. I, I knew we had yeah. something. We'll be back with Castlevania. Castlevania. <laughs> Season three. <laughs> and uh, It's good. Jake says it's good, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if we agree next week. All right, until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.